the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? What questions do you have? What thoughts do you have? Bring it on. Let's talk about it. We can talk about hot stocks. We can talk about investment ideas. We can talk about getting you to retirement. I don't do a lot of taxes. I know this is that time of season. uh, Don't we all find it? Kind of like the holiday season. It's loving and warm. No, tax season sucks. Um, it's a constant reminder again of like, how much money did I make last year? How much money is the government taking from me? It feels pretty aggressive, all things considered. Anyway, um, I won't focus too much on taxes, I promise. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Again, anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um, a little choppy out there today, right? Trading in the equity markets has been choppy. Um, last couple sessions, early gains have been greeted with subsequent selling. The end result on Monday was modest loss. You know, we started a little higher and we went a little lower. Um, I think there's a lot of valuation concerns. Valuation concerns means something along the lines of, hmm, Facebook's trading near an all-time high. It's trading at 20 times, 30 times next year's earnings. We'd like it to be traded 15 to 20 times, not 20 to 30. Um, you just want to get a little bit more bang for your buck. You want a little more value right now. And it's it's sometimes tough to find. You have to search for it. You know, you look at a company like Apple trading at 10 times earnings, but they're not growing earnings very fast right now. Um, and the way they're growing earnings is buying back shares. You're like, oh, maybe they could be doing something more with their money, like uh, coming up with a new product or development of new ideas. And they are. But again, is it translating into earnings growth? No. Alcoa started earnings season off. Um, they topped expectations, but they disappointed with their guidance. Um, that's really not necessarily a good thing. Topping expectations, you go, sweet. But again, you realize that there's a game that Wall Street plays. And, you know, it's kind of like a dating game where 
you meet someone online and you're like, yeah, so um, I went to college, had a fun time. You know, um, I really like to see movies and I like cats. And then you get to meet this person and you're like, you like seeing dumb movies and you don't really like cats. You just lay on your couch like a cat. <laughs> like you start learning like the truth. And same thing goes with earnings season. You hear alcohol last quarter, you know, say, hey, we're going to earn 10 in the next 90 days. And then with about 30 days left, they're like, eh, actually, it's going to be about seven. And then they report eight and like, hey, we reported better than seven. But didn't you say we're going to do 10 and you reported eight? That's kind of what happens right now. Juniper Networks issued a first quarter warning citing weaker than expected enterprise demand. Uh, very, very competitive network equipment. Dallas Fed President Kaplan said that there should be a slow, patient path to normalization. But he believes the Fed could move again in the not-too-distant future. As far as raising interest rates, that's got Wall Street thinking again. Uh, one of the ways we're going, okay, IMF says global slowdown's happening. We'll forget that because we see low interest rates. Uh, oil prices have declined, showing not a lot of demand. And the stock market goes, okay, okay, we'll forget that because we've got low interest rates. Low interest rates makes financing pretty easy, credit pretty smooth. And it's created a bubble in housing and a bubble in stocks in the sense that we're ignoring some of the issues that should be marking prices down, not marking prices up. So we got that going on. Other piece of economic news out there today is rising fuel prices. Could create some headline pressure for the Fed Reserve if they hit the consumer price index. A couple weeks ago, I was like, sweet. I saw gasoline at $2.45. Same gas station a couple weeks later, and now I see it at two eighty-five. So, you know, 10 gallons cost you an extra 4 bucks, roughly, right? And to the average American, that starts to add up. So when fuel prices drop, it's kind of a tax break. When fuel prices increase, it's kind of a tax increase in our life. Export prices were unchanged in March after declining one-half a percent in February. They're down about 6.1% year-over-year. If you exclude agriculture, the price index for non-agricultural exports rose three-tenths of a percent with higher prices for non-agricultural industrial supplies. Boring. So that's a statistic that when you start looking at import numbers, oh, it's a tough sell. So it's a tough sell to you, the, the listening audience. Market didn't show a lot of reaction to this kind of news. So we'll let it slide, so to speak. Taking a look at some uh, movers and shakers out there today. Um, Starbucks has got, they're always in the news. They're an easy company to talk about. They're a company that I think should be on everyone's shopping list. You may not like them, but I think they should be on your shopping list. Today they were downgraded to hold over at Deutsche Bank from buy, pointing to the premium valuation and lofty investor expectations. Um, 
I talked yesterday about McDonald's sitting up 235% in the last 10 years. Pretty awesome, right? Same thing could kind of be said for Starbucks as far as a stock goes and as far as a concept goes. Uh, you go anywhere in the world and, you know, you see a Starbucks and you're like, ah, a little bit of home. And uh, you kind of like it. And they've got that new loyalty program that is either loved or hated. You get stars, which is kind of a currency based on how much you spend. And if you think of it as currency, it's it's interesting to think about. Um, AbbVie's in the news today. They received a FDA approval for new treatment of, for patients with chronic lymphomic leukemia. I've got a brother with leukemia. Um, very, very uh, nice breakthrough there. So uh, worthy of note, AbbVie, big drug company. Stupid name, but big drug company that you could invest in. Victoria's Secret, their company's... Uh, um, how do you refer to it? The parent company is called L Brands, downgraded to neutral. They removed the stock from its conviction buy list over at Goldman Sachs. Goldman's still a beat about the company long term, but feels that you know last week's announced restructuring of Victoria's Secret could dampen near-term sales growth. That's another negative out there. Ford's F-150 Super Cab pickup received a top safety pick rating and a new testing by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. It was the only large pickup to receive that rating. Um, I buy cars based on safety ratings. I don't buy them often. You know, I get a new car every, I don't get a new car, but I get a, a, a new vehicle every 10 to 12 years. Um, I drive them into the ground. But hearing that, you know, it's like, ooh, Ford. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Costco is telling shareholders to reject a mini tender offer by a company called TRC Capital to buy up to 1 million shares of the warehouse retailer. All stories in the news today. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. I got guns in my head and they won't go. Spirits in my head and they won't go. I got guns in my head and they won't go. Spirits in my head and they won't. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Strumbellas. They seem to be a Canadian band that seems to be on the verge of a breakout. If you like alternative music, which I do, uh, sometimes it doesn't age well, but good God, do I need to hear classic rock ever again? No. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. There's a new report out that suggests mortgage interest tax deduction is fueling inequality for women and minorities. Uh, Right off the bat, I kind of agree with it. White men are disproportionately benefiting from mortgage interest tax deduction, while women and minorities are getting left out. 
popular mortgage tax deduction allows you as a homeowner to deduct the mortgage interest you pay on primary or second homes uh, on your tax returns. It saved taxpayers about $80 billion in 2013. I'm a beneficiary of it. Deductions known to have benefit higher earning taxpayers who can afford to purchase homes and who itemize their deductions. Only 12% of taxpayers with less than $50,000 adjusted gross income itemize, whereas 94% of taxpayers with over $200,000 or more do. Um, wealthier households obviously are benefiting. The mortgage interest tax deduction is fueling inequalities amongst whites and minorities, men and women. The real estate data, um, it's a pretty big tax perk. Percentage of people that own a home with a mortgage who are white, 62%, Hispanic, 36%, black, 35%, American Indian, 41%, Japanese, 52%. So whites uh, dominate that list pretty high, huh? Uh, men, percentage of never married singles that own a home, 29% of men, uh, 25% of women. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com. Drop him an email and we'll answer it here on the air. It's Chad at NewFocusFinancial.com. Selena sends in an email that says, My husband has the option of contributing to a 403B and or 457 plan. Should he split his contributions between the two plans? Does one have an advantage over the other? It seems the 457 allows for withdrawals, pre-retirement age, so it can be, quote-unquote, more flexible. Thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's actually a pretty good thought. The person's obviously researching their options. 457 plans and 403Bs are both pre-tax plans. They're typically plans available that kind of mimic a 401K, but they're for government employees. And... Uh, 403B kind of work like IRAs. You can roll them over at retirement. 457 plans, though, and, and that's a situation sometimes when people retire early, which happens with government pensions, right? If they want to get at the money early, they might say, okay, I need a certain amount of cash from 55 to 60. And so they might want to plan cash flow-wise to have enough in the 457 plan to draw from early. Um, it also comes down to, in terms of where you're investing, on what the overall fees in. Those are both products that are known to be in annuities, and have high fees. So you really need to look at the overall fee structure in both of those accounts. They're both the same tax-wise in terms of a deduction. Isn't it, though, a little... Aren't you just complicating your life sometimes by having too many accounts? Um, yeah. I, like, I, I, mean, like, I, like I, I run into people that have 15, 20, 30 accounts, <laughs> and they've just accumulated and accumulated over the years, and... and some of those have, like, little, like, $30 annual service fees, and... Or really high trading costs, minimum yeah. fees, all those types of issues. And and a lot of times if you have you j- jobs swapped a lot and your 401k is under $5,000, they can eventually look at, look say, okay, we can't find you, so we're sending you a check or basically booting you out of the plan because of the administration costs that we have to have you in this plan. So people receive a check that maybe only had 20% withholding, but they owe you know 40% in taxes on it. Or that check may go to your old home. Get thrown away. Sent to the state, the lost funds. And the IRS is coming, knocking on your door. Yep. When they get that report later that year. What's the difference between a 401k, a 403b, and 457? It's really just uh, 403bs are for typically uh, school teachers, nurses, healthcare. 457 plans are typically for government employees. I've done a lot of speeches for teachers, and there's a website, 403b Compare. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's, it's nice. What's, what's tragic to me is how many people get access to teachers. Mm-hmm. Every school district's slightly different, but the school district may have like insurance salespeople. And it made it, there was a law that was changed last year, the year before, that we used to be able to go in if somebody had 403B assets, we could just take a chunk of that and move it to another 403B account. It's a TD Ameritrade, which is a custodian that I use. And they've closed down the market. So if the provider's not able to sell to current employees, you can't roll, you can't transfer out. So it locked the market down. And teachers and nurses, they only hear about the options that the salesperson is telling you about. A lot of teachers can go to HR and say, hey, is there a Vanguard option, a T. Rowe Price option, no-load fidelity option, and avoid the annuity altogether and go straight into the no-load funds. Got another email for you, chad at newfocusfinancial.com. This comes to us from FAM. He works, I work at a large Bay Area tech company. I'm using the target date plans in my 401k. Is that a good idea to max out or should I diversify into other funds as well? You know, target retirement date is fine for your first, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars. Um, if you're younger, it's it's great. But I don't like the bond choices in most target retirement date funds, and a lot of funds are kind of misleading in terms of how much risk they're taking for older people. So I think it's a good no-brainer approach if you're with kind of the Fidelity, the Vanguard, the T. Rowe Price, American Century, in the 401k and their no-load options. I think that's a fine approach for the younger people. But when you're older, you need more management of the fixed income and more management of the international exposure, in my opinion. Sometimes I say to people, um, they want to buy stocks, Chad. They so badly want to buy stocks. I'm like, stay in indexes, stay in ETFs as long as you can. And then when you want to buy stocks, buy one and see where you stand after a year. Or if you have a spouse, you know, write down what you're going to buy, give it to her, him. And then when you're ready to sell it, you have to write it down again that you're ready to sell it. It's like dual paper trading. Mm Mm-hmm. Most people just don't have the time or or they won't, they won't follow that advice, but they'll remember. And that's where people get in trouble. Oh, I would have bought Facebook when it dipped to 18. I said I would. I see a lot, a lot of times where even for people that I manage money for, they'll, they might manage their own little account and the husband and wife will have a contest on who can make the most money out of their $10,000 Roth IRA, for example. Does this contest end in love, glorious love? (laughs) <laughs> Always, all money conversations in a hot love, tub, glorious love in a hot tub with champagne. Who was that Ron Burgundy character? Lo- I love you. Anyway, <laughs> ah, it's tongue wrestle. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial dot com. That's newfocusfinancial dot com. And I'm Rob Black talking money investing and more. Tesla's recalled to model X SUVs. Stock takes a little bit of a ding on that news. I am much more concerned, not about recalls, but about how much cash they have and how they're going through cash aggressively. It's going to be an interesting 12 months. They will have to raise money uh, going forward, and they'll do that by issuing new shares. Find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. 
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Hopefully, the goal is to get you to retirement, to stop you freaking out, making bad mistakes, to stop you from getting too greedy. Greed and fear are not good things. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. Doing well. Great to be back with you. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Uh, I think you and I took separate vacations on separate weeks, so it's been a while. That's right. Any big updates since uh, we last chatted? Anything going on in the markets that stands out, per se? Yeah, well, I think we, we might have taken a, a good time to go on vacation because the market's kind of just sort of been uh, moving in sideways uh, over the past few weeks in sort of a, a, a choppy manner, um, which is not altogether surprising when you consider how far it ran off those mid-February lows. I think you're running into some valuation concerns here uh, and certainly the sense that the market was overdue for a pullback of some kind after running, you know, oh, close to 15% off that February low. And and uh, lo and behold, you know, you have the dawn of the uh, first quarter earnings reporting season he- here. And so uh, so that also induced somewhat of a wait-and-see mentality after that big run. So um, we're, we're at an important juncture here, though, I think, uh, following that big run. And the market is uh, certainly going to be taking stock of what it hears coming out of that reporting period and uh, and obviously is very interested in what it hears over the weekend with the uh, the oil uh, producer meeting in uh, in Doha. It's interesting to note that oil's probably been the biggest winner of this year, even though it still feels like a loser in the last 52 weeks. But in the first 90 days, it seems to have been doing well. Do you think we've put in a bottom on oil? Um, gosh, it is. That is the great question. Um, I'd say we're if we didn't put in a bottom, we probably put a price deck in that was pretty close to one anyway. Um, you know, off that the run off of twenty six bucks a barrel, uh, you know, seemingly almost straight up to forty bucks a barrel was uh, was remarkable, and and I think certainly uh, caught a lot of people off sides. Frankly, um, when we were running down to twenty six, there's clearly a lot of headline negativity, and and certainly enough. Of a fundamental basis, obviously, to uh, to validate that pullback when you look at where supply was and 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 how you're seeing global economic activity slow. Um, but you know, as late, we've seen some supportive factors in the weakening dollar here. The idea that you could potentially get some type of uh, production and in, in, um, a freeze on oil production, uh, and it produced a you know massive short covering rally. Um, you know, which helped uh, turn things around quickly, uh, sharply. Uh, but uh, I tell you one thing: if that production freeze doesn't happen uh, here in Doha, um, you're probably going to see oil prices roll over pretty quickly. Uh, and then we'll have to just see where they ultimately stabilize. But we could be talking oil back down at 30 bucks a barrel uh, in a relatively short time frame if if that. Uh, idea of the production freeze agreement, which has helped drive oil prices higher, doesn't come to fruition. It's a political season, and uh, obviously we get Trump and Cruz throwing barbs at each other. Clinton and Sanders, um, uh, Clinton and uh, Bernie uh, throwing each other for, uh, you know, banks are too big, the economy this, the economy that. How is political season playing out? On Wall Street, is there is Wall Street being hesitant towards the politicians at this point in time, or you can't really feel that? What are you seeing? 
Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to get a read uh, a read on that. Frankly, I think you know okay. we've obviously had a huge run off off of February in spite of all of the political back and forth and the political what I guess what some might call nonsense. Um, I think that the markets, you know, uh, sitting in in you know reserve, just uh, trying to wait to see who the actual you know nominees are going to be. Uh, and then would probably be more attentive to what's going on in the political landscape uh, in the United States anyway um, when that uh, is, is made known. Um, but, you know, when the S&P 500 is, you know, you know, kind of flat, I think, for the year anyway, I mean, I think that that – you could argue that the, some of the political uh, politicking there is is kind of just another – Factor or another restraining influence for this market that doesn't quite know which way to turn yet, um, with uh, you know the valuation being relatively full and with the Fed kind of going back and forth, talking out of both sides of its mouth in terms of what it might do with its policy path. Um, so it's just one more source of uncertainty in the grand scheme of things that I think can contribute to uh, you know, what's contributed to an overall flat year so far for the S and P 500. Overall flat year this year, pretty flat year last year. What advice would you have for maybe a cousin of yours or someone who doesn't know much about the market and you know kind of wants to pick your brain as you're that Wall Street guy? Uh, what advice would you be giving to someone at this point in time as far as investing goes? Well, I think right now you don't necessarily want to step out and take any undue risk. Um, you know, we're at an interesting uh, intersection here. Uh, I've alluded to a few times now. You have a market that has uh, is sporting a, a fairly full valuation, you know, before you've seen interest rates really move up to any great degree, uh, and as earnings estimates and earnings themselves continue to come down, um, that's not the best mix, really, for, um, um, you know, to, to, to get out there and, and be really aggressive with things. So what I would advise is, is simply, you know, for longer-term oriented investors, you know, look at those areas that have come well off their highs, um, that are beaten down, um, and those are the areas you start trying to scale into a bit. You know, start building some minor positions there. Um, you know, because things are cyclical in nature, and I mean, they'll ultimately come back. Um, but uh, in this environment, if your time horizon doesn't stretch past 2016, it, it could be a fairly uh, challenging period this year, I think, uh, because we just have a lot of big issues on the plate here uh, surrounding Fed policy, surrounding um, uh, you know politics, as we talked about, uh, surrounding what's going on in uh, the Eurozone and, and what might happen with you know the U.K. potentially opting out of the European Union. Um, so a lot of big issues in the mix here that are probably going to continue to act as some restraining influences here. So you don't want to get too crazy with taking any uh, big individual positions, I don't think. Um, and to, uh, uh, But you should be opportunistic over for a longer-term position by looking at those areas that have come well off their highs um, and perhaps starting to, to scale into them. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, I start my morning every day with your page one article. Um, what else do we need to be focusing in on at this point in time? Interest rates, should we care about the Fed? Will they, won't they? Is there anything that's like, I'm not going to say a warning sign, but any any particularly keen thing that we sh- you think could things can change things, could be a game changer? 
Well, yeah, you know, I think uh, coming up later this week on Thursday, you have the Consumer Price Index for March. Um, okay. And, you know, the Fed is uh, obviously saying it's data-dependent and, and whatnot, and we saw them take a pass at the last meeting in terms of raising the Fed funds rate, even though core CPI was up 2.3%. So I think, you know, one of the a potential risk here is if you get a kind of a hotter-than-expected um, CPI number there, that starts driving up uh, some of the inflation concerns and, uh, and the idea that the Fed might be behind the curve with its policy, uh, because the Fed funds futures market right now doesn't isn't pricing in any rate hike this year, um, and uh, and that could be a troublesome factor here if, if it has to reorient and recalibrate its thinking to the idea that the Fed is. Uh, going to be moving again soon, it might be moving more than what was previously expected. So inflation reports are going to be really important here uh, in coming months as it relates to what goes on with monetary policy and the market's thinking about monetary policy. Thanks very much. That's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. I start my morning every day reading his page one article. He also puts up articles on Briefing.com tied towards kind of a bigger picture um, that comes out on Fridays. Uh, I think you know, the daily reads obviously important. I think a bigger picture obviously pretty important. Briefing.com is a great source for non-biased information on domestic and international markets. Um, I like it. I it's I, top-notch information, which is kind of what you need. It's it's on par with companies like Bloomberg. Uh, earnings season starts on a little bit of a dour note today, uh, with Alcoa cutting expectations for the future. Uh, the yen has weakened. Oil has spiked on news of a Russia-Saudi consensus on oil freezes. The IMF has revised down global growth forecast to 3.2%, down from 3.4%. Um, that's worthy of note in large part. Uh, we want, and again, this is it's kind of an odd thing to say, you kind of want everyone to do well. You want... I know you're saying, you want Saudi Arabia to do well? Yeah, you want Saudi Arabia to do well. You want Asia to do well. You want Europe to do well. You want South America to do well. Um, You don't want them to do great. You want them to do well. Uh, In the world of economies, you want Goldilocks. You don't want it too hot. You don't want it too cold. Too hot creates inflation. Uh, Pat was just talking about the Consumer Price Index coming out later this week. Too much inflation means if we're paying more for clothes, we're paying more for... Uh, gas, that means we have less to save. That means we have less to spend on vacations. So you invest in the things that we have to have, like clothes and food. Even though they have inflation, that's your investment because that's where the price you know, is happening. So we pay attention to CPI and inflation. Um, I think it's pretty important. Again, you want a world Goldilocks. Uh, you don't want things to get too hot. You don't want things to get too cold in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if everyone's doing well, you spread the wealth around a little bit, you get healthy economies, healthy economies equal uh, more spending, little inflation's a good thing, a lot of inflation's a bad thing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things money investing and more. Anything that I can kind of grasp onto today. Not having the best day as far as content goes. and I apologize for that. Some days are a little bit better than others, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I did a little putzing around, and I saw, interesting, one upgrade of Apple and one downgrade of Apple, all on the same day, all tied towards what analysts think is going to happen. You have to be really, really careful. Apple, to me, looks like a tremendous value stock, but there's something called a value trap. They don't have what appears to be um, any sort of sales momentum. With that said, the analyst who cited some growth expectations uh, said that he released a new poll showing great interest in the iPhone 7. The analyst who did a little bit of a negative spin on it basically said world markets are slowing their growth. I like John Oliver enormously. I think he is very clever. And he took to task credit reporting agencies on his show. He talked about how these agencies should be more accountable for errors in reporting personal credit information for American consumers. He referred to the credit reports as the single most important three-digit number in your life. Um, Credit reports are ultimately no laughing matter, although he laughed at them. They could affect your ability to get a loan, no doubt. They could affect your ability to get a job, even an apartment. Errors can be a huge headache, particularly when they're difficult to prove in the first place. Um, I check my credit report on a regular basis. A couple of years ago, someone hacked my account on Amazon. I, I'm not sure if they, I'm not sure what happened, to be quite honest with you, but someone sent themselves a package to an address in New York, and I've tried to get that address off my account numerous times, and it, it's it's very very slow to happen. So John Oliver talked about the 2012 study by the Federal Trade Commission, which found, amongst other things, that one in five consumers had an error that was on their credit report. That study also found that 20% of consumers who identified errors on one of their three major reports experienced an increase in their credit score that resulted in a decrease of their credit risk tier. Um, It's important that you check your credit report. It's important that you dispute any sort of negatives on your credit report. Um, It's interesting because the only thing negative on my credit report is the length of my credit. Um, I basically for 15 years used one credit card, and then I stopped using it, and I started using other credit cards. And that bank eventually said, you know what, we're going to close your account because you're not using it anymore. So my average length of credit report went from 15 years down to three years. Um, But it was interesting when that happened, I pulled my credit report and I take a look. And on my credit report, I've got a a credit card that I haven't used in 20 years on my credit report. I'm like, whoa, it's still there. And I'm like, I 
I don't even know if I should call the bank to get another copy of that card or not. Because I don't want them like pulling it from my credit report at this point in time if there's something wrong with it. Um, you can get uh, your credit report at annualcreditreport.com. I highly recommend it. Um, a free copy of your credit report once a year. Federal law provides that you get that. Uh, companies are required under federal law to provide a dispute process that consumers can use to get you know, negatives taken off. I personally have not hired a credit repair company, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, I know they're out there, and I know they do some good work, but it seems like a lot of them do some shoddy work as well, from what I've heard in feedback. There, If you have credit card problems, there's a credit card company in San Francisco, and every major city has these. Um, if you're too deep in credit card debt, you can't pay it off. You've got, you know, lenders coming after you. Um, this one is CCCSSF.com, Consumer Credit Counseling Services, San Francisco. Um, sometimes they will negotiate with the credit companies to give you a little bit of a reprieve, consolidate some of your debt, set up a payment plan, but it hurts your credit report. You know, it shows online that, you know, you're, you've got a credit issue and you're working to resolve it. So if you've gone to credit counseling, credit card companies want to know that and they don't want to work with you as much or they'll work with you and just charge you a considerably higher rate. So I think that's interesting of note, right? Um, even when we try to help people, we ultimately kind of hurt people. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Ford got a, a safety rating for their F-150 truck. It was rated the safest, you know, big pickup truck out there. Um, that's interesting to note because that's good branding. And a lot of people will buy cars based on that, on front crash tests. So Ford made some engineering changes to their super cab, including the addition of you know wheel blockers, which are bars welded to the truck's high-strength steel frame to deflect crash energy and improve safety. Um, a lot of technology goes into cars so that they can make claims like this. And insurance companies like doing these safety tests because they would prefer that you get into a safer vehicle than get into a situation where they're having to pay disability payments to you for the rest of your life because you were in a car that didn't do so well. Anyhow, you can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.